For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a daily podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. Um, Today, we're actually taking a break from our basic five questions that we ask all youth workers. Uh, I'm here today with Dr. John Kwasney. John, welcome. Uh, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, John is the Director of Christian Education and Children's Ministry at Pear Orchard Presbyterian Church. Did I get that right? You got it right. John and I used to work together at Pear Orchard uh, Presbyterian Church. And today, I was going to talk to John about Christian education. Um, John is the adjunct professor at Reformed Theological Seminary. Um, He teaches, is it two pastoral counseling classes? Yes, it is. And then one uh, Christian education class. Uh, What's the title again? Educational Ministry in the Church. All right. Um, So first, John, before we get to our questions uh, centered on Christian education, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your kids. Uh, Also tell us about One Story Ministries. Uh, okay, thanks, John. Um, at, I've been here at uh, Pay Orchard Presbyterian Church uh, for 12 years. Before that, uh, my wife and I, uh, we were at uh, Plains Presbyterian Church in Zachary, Louisiana for 14 years doing Christian education and counseling there. Uh, my wife, Marty, and I have eight children. Uh, two are married, so I guess we have 10 children technically right now. And uh, uh, so, yeah, for 12 years, I've been doing educational ministry, children's ministry, pastoral counseling here on staff. You mentioned the teaching at RTS Jackson over the last eight years. Uh, When I got here at Pear Orchard, uh, there was a request from our children's ministry team in our session that we wanted to write uh, curriculum uh, for Sunday school, specifically for children. Uh, So 12 years ago, I started writing children's uh, Sunday school curriculum, a seven-year uh, curriculum that taught the entire Bible to children from a Reformed and Covenantal perspective, the only one out there. Uh, and so after writing that, uh, I started One Story Ministries, which is really just a publishing arm of Pear Orchard Presbyterian Church. And along the way, we started writing other materials, including a youth curriculum, because uh, if you're going to write a good, solid children's Sunday school curriculum for seven years, it makes sense. Uh, where are you going to go next with our youth? So. Uh, actually, last year, just finished up uh, our six-year uh, Sunday school curriculum for uh, junior and senior high youth. Yeah, and I'll just say um, that's some excellent curriculum uh, that would be beneficial to any youth ministry. There's lessons dealing with worldview, with apologetics, with biblical counseling. It's got Old Testament survey, New Testament survey, um, but it's, it's some excellent material. John, why don't you tell them the website where they can check that out? Uh, sure, that's uh, One Story Ministries, uh, onestoryministries.org, and you can go there and see all of our curriculum and uh, download samples and see a scope and sequence and get to know uh, exactly what it's all about. Yeah, and just speaking from experience as a youth worker, it makes your job a lot easier 
um, as far as Sunday school goes, uh, using that curriculum. So I would definitely uh, give it an endorsement for what that's worth. Um, it's good stuff. Thank you. All right, John. So uh, let's get to our first question for this week. Um, again, these questions are going to be centered on Christian education. And so our first question is, what are some important practices for a successful lesson? I mean, this could be a Sunday school lesson. This could be a small group, large group. But what are some, some important practices uh, to help them be successful? Uh, well, it's a great question uh, because, of course, at the heart of our discipleship ministries, uh, specifically with youth ministry, you're talking about uh, the Sunday school uh, lesson, the you know the midweek uh, large group, small group Bible studies, plenty of opportunities to teach God's word, uh, to teach a good Bible lesson, or to teach a good solid, uh, strong theological and practical lesson. Uh, so as I thought about that question, um, my first uh, my first point I would say is uh, you need a lot of planning and organization. Uh, the time <clears throat> spent is time well spent in planning and organizing a lesson. I think today, oftentimes, uh, a lot of us, especially if we like to talk and we like to talk to youth and, and we, like, we don't mind getting up in front and just talking about scripture and talking about, uh, talking about good things, uh, wisdom for our kids, sometimes uh, we don't plan and organize it well and so we just kind of ramble and we kind of uh, just talk. And it's a nice talk and maybe we'll have a lot of inspiring sections to it but without the planning ahead of time, without the organization, without spending that time, uh, it really uh, will uh, not be as effective of, of a lesson. And because at heart, even the most disorganized of us, we all crave some level of organization so we can remember what we've learned, uh, so it makes sense to us. Uh, so to have the biggest impact in a lesson, spending the time necessary uh, to do those uh, sometimes boring things <laughs> like outlining, uh, again, scheduling how much time do I have so I fit within that time, uh, planning content so I, I'm not uh, talking too fast, not talking too slow, not running out of things halfway. Uh, just spending the time organizing uh, the particular lesson will go a long way for youth. I think that's a big thing for youth. Yeah, that's that's a, a great point. Like you said, it can be kind of tedious and seem, you know, unimportant to some. You might have some that just think, let me just open up the Bible and pray and just kind of go where the Spirit leads me. And, of course, you, you need to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit and praying um, as you, you know, approach any book of the Bible. But to actually sit and, you know, schedule and plan, like you're saying, I mean, that's just good sanctified common sense and, mm -hmm. and can definitely, you know, help um, in, in whatever you're teaching. So, yeah, that's some good advice. And that's actually my second point is planning and organization. So see, I'm going to say that twice. I say it's that important that the more time, again, I'll say it again, more time you plan and organize yourself, the more comfortable you're going to be, the more comfortable your students are going to be, the more uh, the easier it is going to be for, you to, for them to follow you from beginning to end. So yeah, that's my second one. So let's just move to the third one. Uh, the third one is, is remember, always remember, this might sound simple, but always remember that a lesson is more than just transferring knowledge. Uh, you're not just in front of uh, your students opening their skulls up and pouring in knowledge into their brains. Uh, we certainly need our students to know the Bible, to know their theology, uh, understand this world that God has created. We want them to have more and more knowledge, but sometimes, especially in Presbyterian reform circles, that's where we seem to spend all of our time, just being satisfied 
uh, with uh, the knowledge that we're transferring to our students. But to, for a successful lesson, lesson, we need to have heavy application. Where does this knowledge lead you to? We need knowledge to move us to wisdom. We want to see our minds in, uh, in enjoying and learning content, but we need to see the mind in action after that. We need to see it applying, applying, applying. So your lesson has to be heavy on application, but I'm going to take it one step further. It can't just end there because, yes, application hopefully is how do I live this out in my daily life when I leave this lesson? What am I going to do about it? But your, your lesson also has to include times of what we'll just say is analysis. Uh, you want to, to develop thinkers, not just knowledge, uh, have them have a certain amount of content or a certain amount of application but on to be good analysts of the material, that they would know it, that they would learn to think about it, how to process it, uh, how when there's other knowledge they learn throughout the week and in their life and from the media and from their parents and from their friends, how do they, how do they filter that through a, a biblical worldview, what they've been taught on Sunday, what they've been taught on Wednesday. So a good lesson is going to move a student from knowledge to application, from application to analysis, uh, and then hopefully from there, uh, not only a, a broader and deeper knowledge of God and his word and his world, but also uh, living that out and thinking that out day to day. That's, that's really good advice, um, you know, especially like you said, harping on application, uh, just, you know, helping connect the dots for students from just it being information to, you know, how does this apply to my life? And could you maybe give us some practical steps of going from, from that kind of application to analysis, kind of helping, again, students, teenagers specifically, um, kind of take some of this and, and analyze it, like you said, with other things that's going on in their life? Yeah, I think that part of it is going to depend on your context. If you have a larger group that you're teaching, certainly you're going to spend more time in a lecture style, a lot of knowledge, some application for them to walk away with. But the, really the, the times of analysis is built into the context of smaller groups. So a, a smaller group in a midweek or a smaller group Bible study, you know, practically and, and specifically taking time for them to ask questions, to think through it, to, to, for you to give them questions to answer, let them talk through it, let them uh, even uh, do some of the explaining, you know, some of the, uh, how does, uh, how, did, how, how can you teach this to someone else? If you had to take what you learned and talk to your non-Christian friend at school, how would you explain what we just talked about, whatever subject, and let them, let them talk it through and you can see them, their minds at work. Right. And so, again, part of that's going to deal with what kind of group you have. But I think practically speaking, giving them time to talk it out, think it out, uh, giving them questions to answer, not being afraid of discussion, uh, you know, which uh, I'll probably cover in another uh, section pretty soon. Yeah, that's, again, some some good advice. And I know oftentimes youth workers can can struggle um, specifically in one-on-ones with students uh, or just, you know, sometimes if they're meeting at a coffee shop or whatever, that sometimes conversation can be a struggle. And so this is just, I think, some good um, advice to, to think about, you know, going back to maybe a Sunday school lesson or a small group lesson that you taught on with students to, to maybe take some of those um, questions that could be a little more challenging and ask the student, hey, 
um, you know, what'd you think about this? Or have you had that conversation with your student? And that way you're kind of helping them move to that, you know, analytical uh, section of the, the education process. So that's some good advice, John. Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, I guess I got a couple minutes on it. So uh, uh, just two more things. I, I'm very, uh, to me, for a successful lesson, uh, you need to start on time and end on time. Uh, again, that, that sounds obvious, uh, but there's a whole lot of us and a whole lot of teachers and even preachers that can run too long, can talk too much, uh, cannot keep within the confined time. And it's very important for a learner that they know when you're going to start and they know when you're going to end and you have a defined time. Uh, and that, again, takes practice. That, again, takes planning. That, again, takes organization. But it really uh, is a, it, it's a, not only a better steward of your time, but it produces a better lesson because it's, it's got more clarity. It's tighter, if you will. It's defined. So start on time, end on time. And, and I'd say the last thing is uh, that you can do in a very practical way is practice your presentation. Uh, you should be spending a lot of time before you're teaching a lesson uh, teaching it somewhere else. Maybe it's you by yourself, you know, standing in front of a mirror. And I would suggest you stand in front of a mirror because you can see your face and you can see how when you're passionate about something where hopefully your face lights up and you're not just serious or uh, you can see what you're doing with your nonverbals. I, I use my hands way too much. And I've always <laughs> been told that from my professors in college. Uh, and there's not a whole lot I can do it about it at my age, but you might learn at your age to, uh, put your to, hands in your pocket. Yeah, to put your hands in your pocket to be, you know, what, what does your posture look like? What is your inflection, your, your voice, your tone? Uh, because, you know, when, whether you're giving a lecture or having a discussion or facilitating a lesson, uh, a lot of it's going to depend on your communication uh, passion, uh, your clarity, the way you speak, uh, your, and not just your content. So as much as you're working on your content and want to make that organized plan, theologically correct, plenty of application, times for analysis, don't forsake the presentation. The presentation will mean a lot. And of course, you get a lot of that experience when you're just teaching uh, over the years as well. All right. Anything else, Sean? I think that covers number one. All right. Thanks a lot.